Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you new weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. All right. Hello, everyone. This is Jim. And this is Tim. And we are recording remotely, which means there's a... Who knows what it's going to sound like. How are you doing today, Tim? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. And welcome to Our Certain Point of View. And today's topic is Clone Wars Season 7, where we will be discussing Episode 4. Do you remember the name of it, Tim? Unfinished Business. Yes, there is. But do you remember the name of the the, the episode? <laughs> I'm very funny. I'm not. You that are very funny. funny. I tell the, everyone. The, yeah, everyone knows. Um, yes, the name of it is unfinished business, and a uh, couple different uh, probably uh, meanings to that. And we'll get into it as we get into a recap of the episode. But of course, as always, we have news and countdowns. We are recording on. And we have uh, our. We have our sponsor too. Do we have? <laughs> I have one right here. Remember? Yeah. Tim, Tim is. Uh, Tim has secured our sponsor this time. That's let her, right. Let her rip. All right, so uh, a message from our sponsor. Hello, hello, my friends. I am Pongo Onaka, and this is Onaka Transport Solutions. Today, yeah. I am offering the offer to the sea of a lifetime. I need flight crews to transport this valuable merchandise across the galaxy. All right, so nice. there you have it. I, I want to be on Pondo the Onaka. Onaka. I love Hondo. For, yeah, um, so that was a a little snippet from the beginning of one of the one of the rides at Disney. It seems like um, someone I know went there recently. Yeah, yeah, that oh. was me. Oh, so I recorded was... that video, and that's that's from my own personal recording, not from one of the TV shows. So we're nice. Hopefully, not in any violation of anything. Who knows? We're probably in violation of something. But we uh, we are recording today. It is Monday, March the sixteenth. Um, yeah. And news. Uh, first of all, wanted to say uh, you know our thoughts with all our friends in uh, well around the globe, but especially in Europe right now. We're recording in the United States, and uh, we're having our own issues with this whole coronavirus thing. Um, seems to be really affecting everybody. So uh, I guess everybody just hunker down, listen to your favorite podcasts, and. Uh, you know, try to spend some time with your family. I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah, that's that's really about what it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's looking pretty rough. Not going to be an easy ride, but you know, there's always hope, right? Might not be a good time to join Honda's uh, transport crew. I'm guessing he's not in self quarantine. Yeah, well, I'm taking the self quarantine well, pretty. Uh, not, not not what. Well, he's he's yeah. not on Earth. <laughs> so you think this is strictly an Earth virus? Okay, fine, whatever. Um, I'm taking the self quarantine thing pretty seriously, Tim. Uh, this is an excellent opportunity to not only get caught up on my favorite podcasts, but what what are you doing with your time? I saw your chart. Tim's the type yeah. who has a chart for things to do. Well, so there's charts all over the place of things to keep your <laughs> yourself and your kids and your family act. The the reality of it is, I wanted set times for um, when they were going to work on schoolwork, 
mm-hmm. because I don't want them working on schoolwork for like hours and hours and hours a day. But I need to make sure that the stuff's getting done. Yeah. Um, they actually did really well with that. And then, of course, you know, I modified my chart. So every night we have special Star Wars time. Yeah, I saw that. That was the one that had no end time. That was the only thing that had no end time. It had an yeah. open end. Well, that's <laughs> predominantly because we're going to watch a movie a night. Um, and each movie has a different runtime. So that's that's where there was no end time. Uh-huh. Um, well, so we are uh, on to night number, well, sort of night three, but it's really night two. Um, actually, I'm going to talk about our next piece of news real quick. The Rise of Skywalker Heard of it. is available for digital purchase. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it wasn't supposed to come out for digital purchase until tomorrow, but they released a little early. Um, in a similar fashion, Disney was not going to put Frozen 2 on Disney Plus until like June. Yeah. But Frozen 2 is now on Disney+. Plus. I noticed that. I wondered. I thought maybe I was um, just remembering wrong about the release date. Yeah. I've, they, I've... Did that, they did that specifically <laughs> because of the, of the isolation of the coronavirus. It was kind of like there, oh, wow. like, if you didn't pick up the movie, here's something to keep well, your I, busy, you know? I have not seen Frozen 2, but honestly, I don't really have any interest to see it. But I'm sure my kids will make me watch it here pretty soon. But, um, I would imagine so. You haven't seen it? Uh, anyway, in other news, I wish HBO would drop all of Westworld series uh, season two or season three, because then I'd binge watch that. Because uh, episode one of season three of Westworld is out now. I'm really excited about that. The Kingdom, the Korean uh, zombie series set in like medieval mm-hmm. Korea, that uh, season two dropped this week. Um, that's one I'm really into. I'm I'm into the zombie genre, which I've mentioned several times. Um, anyway, we got other anyway. news? Um, no, I did have a quick reminder of, uh, if you're, if you're looking for that two hour, two and a half hour, uh, break each day, um, my Always. personal watching pattern starts with the standalone movies, Solo and Rogue One. Here we go. And then I watch episode four and episode five. Once gonna... there's a big reveal in episode five, Is we there? do the flashback of episodes one through three. Do we need to get your brother on the line? back into... Six, seven, eight, and nine. Um, you know, I'm gonna tag. I'm gonna put the uh, Tim gets mad uh, little soundbite on the end of this podcast, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, good to know, so just Tim. Just a reminder. Good to know. Um, you could also, if you wanted to, you could watch them in the original release order. That's okay too. Um, and of course, the worst way to watch them would be in chronological yeah. order. I, I agree. Like with Clone that. Wars, it works for chronological, but the regular series chronological doesn't work i agree um as a matter of fact i think it would be a great time to go back and do new hope and then just watch all the clone wars because there's a lot of clone wars out there and it's so good um as always any other news before i do our as always nope well, our, as always, yeah, if uh, if you enjoy the show, please uh, go to whatever podcast system you use and leave us a review. Uh, five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts is greatly appreciated. Uh, any feedback is always appreciated at ourcertainview at gmail.com or on our Facebook page. Did I, I sounded professional right then, didn't I? Yeah, it was really good. This is Jim. <laughs> All right, so let's talk uh, countdowns, I guess. Oh, always a shout-out to my main man, Shasta Mangold, uh, Gordon. Yeah, Shasta Mandalorian. 
Shasta Mandalorian. Can't wait till that comes back out. But uh, and Arden is always for the beautiful uh, music. And let's do countdowns. All right, Star Wars Day. Yeah. Forty nine days away. May the fourth. Um, Star Wars celebration. 164 days away. It's weird when you think back on us starting this uh, this podcast about like how Rise of Skywalker was like that. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so August 27th is a Star Wars Celebration. Um, still no news on the Obi-Wan Kenobi release. Uh, then uh, I guess they're still in scripts, not in video yet, not in filming. You know. um, No, they're not in filming yet, I don't believe. Dang it. Oh, uh, well... So let's get down I to... I, I think what they said was they're planning on filming in January of next year and releasing, like, summer-ish. I wonder where they're filming. Um, I don't know. The Sahara? Ah. Yeah, I guess it's going to have to be a desert. So I guess January yeah. is probably the, the best. The Sahara is the only desert nearby that has two suns, so... <laughs> Well, I mean, Southern California, you know, the hottest place on earth is actually Death Valley in California. But who cares? It's all about the number yeah. of suns, not the Fahrenheit. That's right. I don't know. Um, you know, They've I've got been, too much ocean over there. they got uh, too much ocean over there. All right, so we are here to talk about episode four of The Clone Wars, though. And uh, I've watched it uh, three times, maybe four times, four times now, actually. How about you, Tim? Did I beat you? Yes. Yes, I did. Um, yes, you did. Well, I got to tell you, I loved it. You got no This comment? was an, a great episode. Um, yeah, it was. And episode three was, was fine, but it, like, one and two really pulled me in. Three was, was there, and this one did a really good job of, of bringing it back. This episode was wonderful. There were several uh, aspects of character development in this that I thought were uh, tremendous. Um, and I mean genuinely tremendous, uh, like really defining characteristics for some of our main characters. Specifically, I'm talking about Anakin and Mace Windu. Um, and we'll talk about that as more as we talk about the episode. So do we got a walkthrough? Is that what we're going to do? Uh, yeah, let's talk it out. All right, so, well... This episode begins that they, they got our guy Echo back, and um, they've got him done up in uh, clone armor again, only he still has his uh, prosthetic limb that's uh, set up to interface with the computers. And of course, the question on everybody's mind is, what's the question? Whose side is he on? Do we trust this guy? Do you remember how he, uh, just like old times, at the end of last episode, it was a, is a little bit questionable, a little bit nefarious... I think I used nefarious wrong. Uh, anyway, yeah, so... His clone uh, armor looked a little weird, didn't it? It, was, that? it wasn't standard armor, that's for sure. He had, like, a different, like, abdomen, abdomen plate and all. Um, I think they're trying yeah, to accentuate... I, I think they're trying to accentuate, like, just how desiccated his body is. Um, yeah, I was wondering about that, or if it was just supposed to be a little bit of uh, foreshadowing to... To how he... His choice at the end? To the end. I thought so as well. Yeah, um, yeah I was going to say that, but I'm like, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously well, we're going to be spoiling. Legs, so. Well, there's that. Uh, we're going to be obviously spoiling this episode. So, like, yeah, I think it is a foreshadowing to him joining kind of a, 
uh, you know, a different group. Um, so yeah, they got him back, and they're ready to take this battle on Anaxis to, you know, they've been basically, uh, I'm trying to think of a nice way to put it. They've been having their rear ends handed to them consistently on this planet, because uh, the general, what's the uh, spider guy's name? I keep forgetting. I do too, and he's like so creepy. Every single time, it, it drives me nuts, because every time I want to talk about him. He's a cool character, I think. I'm trying to look it up right yeah. as, as as I talk. I mean, I hate him, but oh yeah, he's a bad guy, obviously. Um, but but what? He's a good enemy general, as far as like he's a pretty good bad guy, I guess. Um, and it's interesting, and of course, because he doesn't appear in the movies, and yet he's a fairly main character in uh, the Clone Wars. It makes sense that uh, we might see how he meets his end, and of course, we do. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We'll get to that, because... So, yeah, we know that that guy's been uh, using... Uh, I'm going to look up his name before we're done here. Uh, we know that he's been yeah. using uh, Echo as a way to figure out what the... Uh, you know, what the... How the clones think, what they're going to do, and all that stuff. Um, and his name is Trench. 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 General yes. Trench. Is it so... Huh? As in, like... Admiral Trench? Admiral Trench, you're right. Um, yeah. So Admiral Trench, uh, yeah, as in a deep ditch that soldiers lived in in 1917. Um, anyway, yeah, so they're plotting on how to take back uh, Anaxis, and now that Trench doesn't, well, he doesn't know he doesn't have access to Echo anymore. He still thinks that his uh, connection with the uh, Techno Union is... Uh, is still going, and that he still has the ability to predict the clone's movements. And what and is with our the destruction of the lab? The Techno Union hasn't been able to send out that they can't yet. Yeah, well, the uh, one of the droids specifically asked the Watt Tambor at the end of last episode, "Should we inform the Separatists?" And he said, "Not yet." No, so, that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Tambor's keeping them in the dark in, on this on purpose. Um, my guess is, uh, you know, the dark side people don't tend to take, uh, you know, failure very well. I don't know if you, if you've seen the, the movies, you might remember Darth Vader. He's a much nicer guy. He says the emperor doesn't take failure as well as I do. Some along those lines. Yeah. The emperor is <laughs> not as forgiving as I am. Something like that. Um, so yeah, uh, Trench is unaware that they, uh, their intelligence has been compromised and, Echo now wants to contribute to the Republic by saying, hey, I've been inside their systems. I know, you know, I can come up with a battle scenario that's going to win this. And of course, what he comes up with is, uh, is pretty daring. They're going to mass forces in one location. And this is after suffering defeat after defeat. So, like, from a military you know, point of view, Mace Windu points this out. This might not be the uh, smartest um, method, so this is, of course, right off going to spark uh, general uh, kind of uh, suspicion of our guy Echo. Hey, quick break. Yeah. As in, I just got a message. And what would that quick break be, Tim? Uh, I, got, I just got a message, and it was just a little interruption with some, uh, some fun news. Um, uh, it's, of course, nothing fun with the virus going around, but... Uh, the Dropkick Murphys announce a free streaming concert for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, right on. I love the Dropkick yeah. Murphys. Right. 
A rose tattoo and a rose tattoo. All right, anyway. Um, got her name and a rose tattoo. Uh, what do you want to talk about? I feel like I've been just, you know how I am. I tend to be a talker, Tim, if you haven't noticed. I got a podcast. It's kind of why we're here. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. So, bottom line is, uh, so Echo's got this plan to infiltrate their intelligence lines, the separatist intelligence lines, and then start feeding them bad data, right? And how are we going to do this? We're going to divide our forces. I don't know if you want to jump in or if I should just keep going. No, go ahead. So, the idea is we will have our main forces led by Generals Mace Windu and the great Obi-Wan Kenobi, the diplomat, um, will actually attack the headquarters of the Separatists on an axis, while secretly the Bad Batch, including Echo, Rex, and Anakin Skywalker, will uh, sneak aboard Trench's flagship to, um, to uh, transmit the new uh, battle plans to the droids below. Dun-dun-dun. How can that go wrong? Um, well, when Echo inevitably turns on them and yeah, blows them up and kills Anakin and sends down um, Count Dooku and Darth Maul and Darth Vader to kill Mace Windu and Obi-Wan all at the same time. Yeah, they really do gamble a lot on this. They put their entire military in one spot with two of their best generals... Uh-huh. And then they take the, one of their other best generals and put him alone with just a handful of people on a flagship separatist. Yeah, they uh, they really trusted uh, old Echo on this, didn't they? Of course, I, yep. I, I don't find that to be a, a problem with the story, though, because this is exactly Anakin's kind of leadership style. He's a, he's a gambler. He's a, now that I'm thinking about it, he kind of reminds me of Alexander the Great. Um, if you study Alexander the Great, he was this kind of daring bravado leader. I mean, I know everybody's heard him, but, um, he's a very young man and he was a lead from the front kind of guy. And, uh, the more I think about Anakin and the Clone Wars, he reminds me very much of Alexander. Um, it's just always, Hey, here's, here's something, let's attack it. Um, so yeah, so Anakin is all about this. Um, he trusts Rex and Rex trusts Echo. So, yeah. Off we go. Uh, do you think the animation has changed for season seven? Yes. I do too. Do you like it? Um, <laughs> I do like it. The The subtle differences I don't like as much as the originals. You sound so serious right um, now. <laughs> Uh, it's 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 i've been sorry i've been paying a lot of attention to it like it's really been like because i'm so used to watching so much clone wars right and then when it when it has even those subtle changes it's almost like it pulls you out a little bit everything's a little bit shinier yeah and a little bit more um um, a little more detailed with the shadowing i think with the shading yeah and that's yeah so it's it's definitely different, and it's not. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not bad. It's just different than what it was. Yeah, Obi Wan um, looks a so little older. So it does older. stand out to me. And I think that's on purpose, though. Like I, I really too. think they're trying to, they're trying to force that gap and and or merge that gap rather, right into Episode Three. And we talked about that with Anakin, the way he looks, that he's, yeah. uh, you know, he's he's specifically is. Um, made to look like he's going to look and 
A little we'll talk more about that more in a second too. A little more menacing. Is that the word you're avoiding? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll definitely be talking about that. So the reason why I mentioned that about the animation is one of my favorite things. My daughter always would brings us up is I love the space battles. So in Clone Wars, whenever there are space battles, she's always like, "Dad, Dad, Dad," and I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I'm watching." Um, so they show their shuttle approaching the uh, the Separatist Armada. And that I love those images, and of course, when they're leaving, it gets even better. But um, yeah, so we got our, we got another uh, kind of a landing at Point Rain type scenario where again you see the uh, the dropships, which you know remind me of the uh, the Black Hawk helicopters coming in. Um, you know the the doors are open on the side, and the explode there's flak, and some of the ships go down. So Mace and uh, Obi Wan are bringing the troops in. At the same time that uh, Anakin and his guys are flying off into space to to meet up with the ship, and our first test of Echo's loyalty comes up here, when they uh, when they read the ship on the monitor. Did you remember that? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Those those droids are kind of dumb. Yeah, they are. Because <laughs> he sees the ship and he's like, "That doesn't look like one of ours." And then a second later, it changes. Oh, it is one of ours. Was that yeah, a good, Im- good go. was that a good imitation? That was a perfect imitation. Roger, 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 Roger. Um, so yeah, they uh, they're able to get inside the ship. So Echo does get them on board like he promises. So that's our first hopeful indication. Of course, you know if he was going to betray them, that wouldn't have been the best time anyway. So not much of a test. So he gets them on board. He gets them into their central processing unit. I don't know what else to call that that thing. Um, and they, he starts sending the battle commands. But while this is happening, this is where we get to our first kind of big character thing, and you know what I'm going to talk about. Uh, Mace and yeah. Obi-Wan come into this room where there are hundreds, maybe thousands of uh, droids. What, 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 did, what struck you about this scene, Tim? This scene was wonderful. This it was. This is a scene in which Mace, Windu... Um, decides to negotiate and offer <laughs> terms of surrender to the battle droids. This this is quite literally the most I've ever liked Mace, and I I actually liked him at this moment. For the most part, I've not been too fond of Mace Windu, but at this moment, I genuinely enjoyed him. Oh yes, <laughs> especially he oh, this gives was, this was amazing. He gives the number of droids he's killed or destroyed or whatever. It's like a hundred thousand or something like that. Uh huh. Yeah. At this point in the Clone Wars. Yeah. So I'd like to give no, you. No, this. I like, here, I got it right here. Wait, here we go. My name is General Mace Windu. At this point of the Clone War, I have dismantled and destroyed over one hundred thousand of your Type One battle droids, <laughs> nice. giving you an opportunity to peacefully lay down your weapons. And be repurposed. So that you may be reprogrammed to serve a better purpose. Yes. (laughs) Obi-Wan's just looking at him. (laughs) That was was awesome. (coughs) I'm coughing, too. That's great. Oh, that's not good. We're coughing. (coughs) Uh Uh-oh, Tim. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, laughing does that. Yeah, let's let's hope so. Anyway, uh, yeah, that that was my my favorite moment in Mace Windu history. Yes. Did you fall on your microphone? Yep. Okay. Now you're yawning, right? I set my phone down and picked it back up. What is wrong with you? You're yawning, you're hitting your microphone. Uh, you need my watchful yeah, eye on you. 
I'm having a hard time breathing because of my corset. <laughs> yeah, well, I've gotten used to mine, and uh, let me tell you, the wife definitely does not let me leave the house without my ring on anymore. Nice. But, oh, that's She's a... like, oh, no, 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 you wear that ring. People might uh, try that to corset on. <laughs> so right. the robots turned down Mace's uh, kind offer, and they begin the assault. Now, this I didn't like. Why did... I don't know. They, they stay on this exposed position on top of these boxes and just fight from this... I didn't get that, but anyway. Whatever. So, uh, yeah, the clones start pouring in, and Mace and Obi-Wan start doing their thing. And now we go back to Trench's ship, and our guy Echo has successfully um, been able to get into their systems. And they make it very clear that the Bad Batch does not trust Echo at this point. And they keep basically looking to yep. to Rex for reassurance, and Rex doesn't seem to have any doubts. Um, but, you know, that could be an emotional thing, so we're, we as an audience are still kind of left in suspense. And uh, he's about to, Echo's about to send these new battle orders to the uh, droid army when, uh, when Tech uh, cuts him off. Remember that? Yeah. That was, that was a pretty cool little uh, detail Tech brings up. Hey, we got to make this transmission. Looks like it's coming from the Techno Union, or, you know, they'll know something's up. So we see that's kind of the first time that uh, Echo and and the Bad Batch, like, work in harmony. And I think that was very purposeful uh, to show, yeah. okay, we're working together here. Um, and, right. Well, and this was, and then we got to a point where he actually goes through the next part of the plan, right? So now he tells them, I've just invited. Yeah. And told them to invite all of the droids across the planet. Yep. Right? Like, everyone to this point. To merge, yep. Which is and, the exact uh, opposite. So now we have... <laughs> right, so now we have yeah. a big, like, problem here, because at this point, they're like, well... Now we still don't know what side you're on. You just sent all the forces after ours. They're going to overwhelm us. And we just have to, like, trust you. Yes. And Anakin and Rex are like, yeah, we're just going to trust him. Yeah. This is quite literally the opposite of military doctrine, which when facing a larger force, you try to lure them out in single, smaller units to try to deal with them piecemeal. Yeah, they, they just did the exact opposite, and all of them realize it as soon as Echo says it. Um, but like you said, Anakin trusts Rex, and Rex trusts Echo, so they're like, yeah, that's the plan then. And uh, so all the the robots start to converge, all the... Uh, the droid army converges on this uh, main post on an axis, and the battle gets pretty sweet. And uh, first, we see uh, we see Obi Wan and Mace and their guys. Did you notice it was the hundred and first with uh, with Obi Wan? Or I'm, I'm sorry, the five hundred first. Not not, not yeah, the, yeah, yeah. not the screaming eagles, but the uh, the five hundred first. And I didn't. I don't remember the name of the other unit that was with them. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. The five hundred first was there. Because that's Anakin's group, so I guess it makes sense. That's well, it's Rex's yeah. group, but um, yeah, they had to be there. They clean up that first wave, and then all of a sudden, that's when all the other droid reinforcements start showing up, and uh, it looks looks bad for our heroes on the planet surface at this point. It does. They almost rewrote the entire um, <laughs> Revenge of the Sith and everything yeah. after. You were worried, weren't you, that Obi Wan and Mace Windu was about to die right here? Well, it was that point where Disney was going to go, oh, yeah, we have a new canon. 
And we're going to remake episodes three, four, five, all of them, all the way through. Yeah, there never was a Mace Windu on Revenge of the Sith. Can you imagine if, if this series ends with some, like, drastic difference, and then they tell you that the original trilogy is no longer canon? <laughs> well, they own canon. <laughs> uh-huh. Huh. Oh, that's good stuff. Ah, oh, they could do it like Marvel did, and just do parallel, you, you know, multiverse. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, can you imagine a Star Wars multiverse? Oh my gosh. It would never end. Oh, we could keep podcasting. Uh, am I boring you? I said we could keep podcasting. I know, but you're yawning. Did it sound like a yawn? It did sound like a yawn. Oh, no, I was breathe singing. <laughs> It means your brain lacks oxygen. Tim, get don't on you, that. So, don't meanwhile... Did you ever breathe sing? I don't know what that means. That was breathe singing. Breathe singing. So, anyway, meanwhile, um, now is the time to actually execute Echo's grand scheme, and that is to deactivate the entire droid army once it's all massed in one location. And he does it. Tim, he does it. It's a stunning yep. victory. And yay, everything's clean and clear until Trench figures out, wait a minute, where did the order to deactivate the army originate from? And uh, and then the guy says, get out of the house, they're in the house, the phone call came from the house. Right? That's the babysitter That's urban it. legend thing. Yeah. The phone call's from, but he's not, it ends differently. He sends his uh, droids it to does. go find them. And now we get to see, uh, so they decide they're going to fight their way out. He sends a shockwave, Trench does, through the unit so that Echo's kind of out of it. Um, he's shocked badly, and now he's kind of a mobile casualty. So they're trying to evac Echo, and Anakin decides he's got an idea of his own. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't say why Anakin has to have an idea of his own. Something horrible is initiated on the planet's surface. A new trap has been sprung on our heroes, Tim. What is it? Yes, there's a gigantic bomb that could potentially take out most of the planet. Yeah, that seems like overkill. Can I mean, how are the ships in orbit going to handle that? Uh, well, I imagine they would take them out of orbit before they hit the yeah hit the final kill switch. But I don't know. Who knows? But I don't know. It's I did. And I don't love... know what most of the planet means. You know, that seems like a weird. Maybe they just mean it would do so much, you know, damage that it would basically like annihilate the atmosphere, so like all organic life would die. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, I so, do yeah, know they, this. So they do that, and uh... Mace tells uh, Obi Wan to evacuate the troops, and he goes after the bomb alone, and then the ray shielding comes up, and his solution to that—I don't know why I didn't think of it right away. I was like, "How's he going to take the shield out?" That was my first thought. The, did you know that what was he was mine too? Yeah, but then he does the smart no, thing. I did. I was like, "Oh man, yeah." <laughs> he's like, "Well, I can do this." Well, I will yeah. say this: um, the 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 sequence of numbers that he starts to enter once. Uh, yeah, it didn't really seem to once to correlate with our. The numbers, numbers. didn't match the switches. No. Um, yeah. But I guess their alphabet doesn't match ours either, and numbers aren't universal, are they? Is that a prime number? No, but if you <laughs> take one switch all the way down and then the next switch all the all way, way down, down, they should be the same number. Unless they're in series. Like, the first switch is only 1 through 5, and the next switch is like 6 through 10. 
Uh, who cares? Maybe. I didn't see that listed anywhere. Well, they don't use the I English. Care. I care. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's like, yeah, I, I just love that little part that he's, the race shielding doesn't even, oh, you great. know. Yeah, so he's he just. switching the numbers. Yeah. I think we skipped ahead a little bit because yeah, Echo's still talking to them at this yeah. point. That's why I said I've um, got a backup. And then explain. right before the last number. Echo. Hey, did no. you just activate your robot servant? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, Echo. Yeah, I did skip ahead. I said Echo got shocked, but he got shocked while trying to give the uh, the deactivation code to Mace, and he gets all but the last digit. And uh, yep. so now Mace is standing there staring at a bomb, and Anakin has an alternative method of getting the last digit. So he while, just goes and asks Trench for it. Well, while the Bad Batch fights their way towards the uh, ship, Anakin makes his way to the... Uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you call the part to of the, the bridge. ship? To the bridge. To the bridge. Couldn't, couldn't think yeah. of the word bridge. So he goes to the bridge, and he just asks Trench. He's like, hey, we're trying to deactivate this bomb. You know the number, right? We just, Can you just need tell the us? last one. Yeah, just the last one even, really. That's all we need. And Trench um, is very obliging. So I want to tell you this. This is actually the only part of the the show that I had a problem with. Really? This was and one of probably, my favorite parts. It's Well, it's probably not for anything that you think. Okay. So think about it this way. If if a nuclear device was was armed here, do you think that they could go to somebody and be like, hey, what's the code you have memorized to turn it off? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I would imagine the Admiral would have the code to the fail-safe device. That works for me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was just seven. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess it's not a, it wasn't a big, long... <laughs> <laughs> that was he actually just, just the seven. Just the one number. <laughs> that's what he was responsible for. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I forgot how long the number was, but that was the only number he had to give him. Um... So yeah, Anakin asks no, 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 ask politely. I guess you're right because you're you're at the <coughs> point where you're like, the at, this is the person who's supposed to not let it out. Yeah, well, right? I mean, he's, like he's and of course he's command. not going to right. How he wouldn't dare let it out. Count Dooku would kill him. Right? Yeah, he doesn't want to get killed by an angry force wielder. Right, he doesn't want to get killed by him, so he's like. He's like, there's no way I'm going to tell you. Count Dooku will kill me, and you're just a Jedi, and Jedi are bound by um, protection and not, you know, yeah. killing those who are without uh, without arm. And, of course... Who are unarmed. Anakin is very... Uh, does he... He says something like, you're dealing with the wrong Jedi, or something he like says, that. He says, I'm not... Um, uh, I'm not, not controlled... I'm not hindered by such... Yeah. I keep forgetting that word. Um, uh, yeah, it was really well put, but it was very disturbing. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it's, yeah, like... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, bottom line is Anakin basically says, I'm not a nice guy. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not playing by the same rules the regular Jedi play by. And then he proceeds to cut off half of Trench's arms 
which I don't know how many he has. He looks like a spider, so I don't know if he has like two legs and you know six arms. I don't know, but he cuts off half of them. Um, and this seems six arms and two legs. Yeah, this seems. Did I do my math wrong? Did I? Uh, no, I. This seems to disconcert Admiral Trench quite a bit. Oh. In fact... I, I don't have such weaknesses. That's what he said. Yeah, so that's interesting. I don't have such weaknesses. So that's interesting that he finds that already yeah. at this point in his Jedi career, that's a weakness to him. Um, yep. But, you know, I've thought about this. Mace, and I think you and I talked about it before, basically Mace says the exact same thing when he's got Chancellor Palpatine, you know, in Revenge of the Sith, there and you know seemingly you know helpless he says he's too dangerous to keep alive which is the exact same thing that you know um palpatine says about dooku when anakin kills him right this whole thing's kind of interesting um i don't know there's a there's a certain parallel here between mace's attitude and anakin's that i find very interesting um but yeah so he is able to get the number seven. Today's episode has been brought to you by the number seven. Um, out of trench by cutting off his arms and then threatening to kill him. And uh, this allows the people, you know, Mace Windu to uh, you know, stop the bomb from exploding and everything's happy and the mission's gone great. And Anakin is uh, distracted because he's talking to Mace. And this is where Trench makes his move. Yeah. This was probably not yep. smart. Jabs him with some kind of shock device. Shocking. Yeah. And uh, Anakin doesn't respond well to this uh, to this threat. It does. So he he kills him. Well, he he gives him a mortal wound. He doesn't die right away. Um, but yeah, he stabs him right through the chest with his lightsaber. And uh, my daughter looked at me in like complete shock when that happened. Um, I think she and I both kind of secretly find this really awesome how they're, like, showing Anakin's turn. Well, it's sort of. At this point, it was... I mean, he was defending himself. I mean, it was... It it was very direct, and he but, could have stopped him without doing that. Yeah, I think but, it was overboard. Which is interesting. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so, and I completely forgot about the part where he's running. He runs out after, right? Admiral yeah. Trench is is dying. He doesn't die immediately. He's no. dying. He's like starting to fall to the ground. Yep. Anakin runs out and turns back and says, "Admiral, it was a pleasure," and then keeps going while the while Trench falls down and dies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's this is what I mean by kind of the dark side of like this is not. I don't know. I could see Obi Wan doing something like that too. To be honest, no. See, Obi Wan's got that wit. Yeah. But not with the. Not, not, to well, a dead being like when he kills Grievous. Uh, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, when he kills Grievous, Grievous is dead. Yeah. And Obi Wan, he makes his remark about blasters, so uncivilized. But some of that. That's more fan service than it is him joking about blasters. Well, and also Obi-Wan was genuinely about to be killed. Um, right. He barely so survived a, that, as opposed to and, Anakin. But he wasn't, he wasn't making a snide remark about Grievous. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, he didn't go, he didn't go, you know, that's what you get for only being part of a person, or like, whatever. Like, like there was no, it wasn't at, 
him. You know, when he's killed something, look at, all right, we've already spoiled this before, but we're going to spoil it again. It's at the end of Rebels. Yes. Yeah. Right? When that happens, yeah. he holds him. Yeah, and yeah, and, and, which is and that is huge. And kind of comforts him as he's dying. Yep, that is huge, and that's that's super huge because of Qui Gon and because of Satine. Like, think about how big that moment is. That's true. Yeah, Obi Wan's like, Obi Wan's my favorite character, though. Same. I mean, yeah. um, yeah, because he's just yeah, yep. So. <laughs> before he leaves the bridge, though, and after, well, before he says his uh, parting remarks, he grabs a device from the bridge of uh, Trench's flagship, which is, of course, the same type of ship we saw in Revenge of the Sith uh, when they have to crash land on Coruscant, um, which I thought that was pretty cool, um, that it was the same model ship. But um, So now Anakin has to fight his way back to the Bad Batch, and the Bad Batch are kind of having fun with this, um, Wrecker goes out there, you know, to kind of show off, and he starts just, just well, wrecking those droids with his bare hands. That was pretty sweet. Um, yes. But he can't, you know, Crosshair can't be outdone in this. Apparently those two kind of got a, a little Gimli Legolas thing going on here. Yeah, I liked that a lot, too. I did, too. And uh, what did you think about those little mirrors he was setting up? That was awesome. Did you know those were mirrors at first? I thought they were little yeah. detonators. No, I knew he. That's they looked like. I think he did a reflective piece like right away with it. But yeah, because cool. he's not a. I, I, I might have thought at first he was going to shoot it and it was going to explode, but he did it once, and then he did the big one. Yeah, that uh, that was so cool. The way he just created a crossfire through all of the hallways that they had been down. That was that was awesome, and then uh, Wrecker was, he was sad. And he I think, was sad, which I'll tell you what the sadness part was a little bit confusing because it it could have been a new thing. No, well I think they've got a running competition is what we're supposed to understand, and because right. uh, one of them I, I think it might have been Hunter uh, says ah you'll get your chance next time or something like that, and then yeah, uh, Crosshair seemed Wrecker cross- seemed surprised by the number. Yeah, he did. And then Cross... uh, Somebody says you'll beat him next time, and Crosshair says, no, you won't. (laughs) No, you won't. (laughs) No, you won't. And so they meet Anakin. um, They get on board the ship, and now we get to, again, some of the coolest animation ever. I just love it. They're, uh, they got to get away from the ship, and Anakin gives Wrecker a prize. Yeah, he does. A little present. Gives him the... The self-destruct button for the uh, flagship, and man, that animation is sweet. As you see that shuttle speeding away, and that gigantic ship explodes, and then it takes out the two ships closest to it. That was cool. Yeah, it was like watching bombers explode over a dreadnought when they evacuated a resistance base. Gravity. We got to take out this dreadnought, Tim. We got to take it out. But what if? Why are we going to sacrifice our entire fleet? Because it's a, a dreadnought. It's that'll, a fleet killer. That's what it is. Well, it did kill their fleet. So That's right. Bravo. We are not here to talk about The Last Jedi, Tim. We're here to talk about Star Wars Season 7, Episode 4, Unfinished Business. And we're about to finish our Unfinished Business because we're going to return triumphant to the planet Anaxis, where the uh, Republic has now firmly established its victory over the planet. 
And now we have to have our debriefing with Echo. Yep. And uh, so we got Echo and Rex. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and right before um, the Hunter's talking to Echo, right? Says we've got a place for you if you need it. You yep. are closer to one of us than you are to one of them. Yep. Um, which I'll tell you is is really it's really meaningful in who their characters are because Echo doesn't add to what they can do. Echo seems to be similar to Tech. Correct. As far as who they are in, in like what they do in their company. I feel like, you know, Echo and Tech kind of have the same skill set. I'd agree um, with that. I, one thing, and this is probably me reading too much into it because I am such a big fan of Rex. When we meet the Bad Batch, they automatically, you know, they, they from the get-go, they have a real negative attitude towards what they call the regs. Right. And I don't know how much time they spent with the regs, but my guess is that, uh, what is that clicking sound? Stop that, Tim. You're banging something, aren't you? That's the one. Yeah. Stop that. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, they have a real dismissive kind of feeling towards the, the regs. And my guess is that their training on, on uh, Camino was very unorthodox and that they probably were treated like outsiders and they probably just never did have a good relationship with the regs. But then in getting to work with Rex for a while, it probably kind of changed their view. And maybe Echo brings that to their unit. Like some of, okay, some of what the standard military does is, you know, is pretty hardcore and pretty useful to us. So I think maybe that's what he brings to the to the mix is, uh, you know, let's, let's look at also, you know, y'all are obviously well-skilled in unorthodox ways of fighting, but it might not be, you know, a bad idea to have someone well-trained in the standard ways of fighting. Yeah. I don't know. I, again, I might be yeah, reading I too much of... into it. No, well, and my my reading into it was was actually the other way. It was just for Echo. It was like, hey, we recognize that you don't really fit here. Oh, definitely. There's definitely an Island of Misfits thing going on here. We have a place for you, which was really, like I said, it was cool because... Yeah, it's very inclusive. Yeah, so I like it. Yeah, because Echo's been through, you know, probably... Yeah, you know, an absolutely horrendous thing, and it's changed him forever. Like he'll never be the same as the other clones. It's, so it is really cool that he found a home with the, uh, well, that they offer him a home. That Bad Batch offers him a home, and Echo has to take this. Uh, I, well, I think Rex overhears it. Uh, I don't think Echo mentions it to Rex. Uh, yeah, Rex overhears yeah. it, and uh, so then Rex basically makes it clear that hey, man, if that's what you want to do, you should. <laughs> yeah, and that's you need you need an appropriate place is the idea there, which was really cool again with the character of Rex because you can tell he he was really torn on that. On the one hand, he wanted what was best for Echo, but on the other hand, he really you know he just gotten his uh, his good friend back and he didn't want to lose him again already. But okay, so another thing comes up. What? I, this is completely outside. I, all right, are we are we are we wrapped up on the season? This is just it's part of this, but it's. Are we I mean, wrapped the up? Episode. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it just ends with uh, Echo then. we The last scene is Echo walking to join the Bad Batch and Rex looking over his shoulder, kind of, uh, like I said, with torn feelings about Echo's choice. Right. So that's the end of the episode. So Which awesome. means it's the end of the story arc, which in Clone Wars kind of meth- methodology means we're probably going to see a whole new story arc beginning this Friday. I'm voting on... I'm guessing it's going to be Ahsoka. I was going to say that, but I was going to let you say it first. I'm hoping that, too. Yes. All right, so... And Barris. And and possibly Barris. I would love to see what's going on with Barris. Stupid Barris. All right. No, Barris um, is sweet. No. Yes. What do you got against Barris? No. Barris is like one of the most complex characters in all of Star Wars. Barris murdered a bunch of Jedi. Well, I mean, she's not a good guy. I mean, Anakin murdered children. We're still fascinated by and him. Barris, Barris <laughs> caught on to what was going on and then took it too far. Yeah, she's, she's a bad guy. Yeah. Oh, All I'm right. not arguing she's a good guy. I just said she's complicated. Yeah, well, we can simplify things. All right, anyway. Anakin becomes a bad guy. We're, we're still interested. Kylo Ren is my favorite character out of the, uh, out of the sequels. Kylo Ren built up to be one of my favorites once we got through this last movie. He wasn't anyway, at the what, start. So all you right. said, all right, what do you Bad got? Batch. Bad Batch. Love him. Bad Batch was asked a question in the first episode. And it was, Who's who do you commander? answer to? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. And they kind of like brushed that off. Yep. And at some point, Order 66 is going to come down the line. Oh. And oh. Bad Batch has to have some general somewhere. Or somebody they answer to who... Are you thinking Palpatine? I mean, I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. If if they have a Jedi oh, that they man. answer to, I was, I'm wondering what Jedi they are eventually responsible for, if they are at all. I, you know, they. I think they intentionally... I, I was kind of watching for this all four episodes to see how they reacted working with Anakin, because I was trying to figure out, do they typically work with Jedi? And I think they left it unclear. Um, they did. So, yeah, I couldn't tell if these guys were used to working with uh, Jedi or, or or if this was something unusual. It seems like it might be a little unusual, but that they weren't unfamiliar with Jedi, which, of course, they wouldn't be, no matter what. But who do they answer to? Oh, now, that, that could be... So, oh, there's, there's a lot of interesting ideas there. So they could be like, I don't know, they could be like the Delta Force of the of the Star Wars galaxy. Maybe they answer directly to the, to the, I don't know, are the Jedi, who's in charge of the army, the Jedi or Palpatine? The Jedi are clearly the battlefield commanders, but they answer to the, to the government. Just, so like in the United States, you have a military council, but it answers to a, the chief executive, the president. So, right. And so, they and they do in the same way that the the council answers to Palpatine in general, and you see that you see them go in, and and talk to Palpatine and and take his advice on what they should do next or not or whatever, and let themselves be misled. But the well, so yeah, large uh, scale. That's definitely what's going on. I don't know that Palpatine that we've seen has any clones directly under his command. But they could be these guys. Well, we see it when he talks to Cody. 
<laughs> but that's Emperor oh, Palpatine, not Chancellor Palpatine. Yeah. Um, now I like this question a lot because I hadn't thought about it until you brought it up just now. Like when you when we originally talked about it in the first episode, I kind of gave it a passing thought. But uh, oh man, do you have any ideas? Like what Jedi no, they might I mean, be? I can't. I don't. I can't think of anything. Oh, as long and as it, it's... well, and it wouldn't make much sense for them to be part of a, a regular battalion with a Jedi general because they're just a small. Well, Anakin seems to be the most unorthodox Jedi we know of. Because uh, I'm thinking it would have to be someone fairly unorthodox. I hope it's not the dude with the yellow on his face. Quinlan Voss. I was going to say that too. That's <laughs> they answered a Quinlan Voss. Uh, this is Jocasta News Troops, dude. <laughs> that's right. She's out there with her uh, with her lightsaber blaster. Yeah. That thing was so cool. Yeah. No, that's that's a great question. What if they answer to Ahsoka? Oh. Yeah, I can't be either. You're yawning again, dude. Or air singing or whatever you call it. Yeah, it's breathe singing. Well, somewhere on Earth it's late at night. <laughs> Not here. No, wherever here is. Huh. Anyway, so they once again referred to them as Unit 99, which was cool because that's a throwback uh, to, of course, the, the first malformed clone we met. Um who was doing the custodial work on uh, Camino. So I love that they dedicated that unit to that guy. Because he was a cool character. Um, I don't know. I'm going to be thinking about this who do they answer to thing, and that's a great question that I'm sure they will answer. How many episodes we got left? How many are in this season? I keep forgetting. I think just 12. I think we have eight episodes left. Ouch. Oh, that's going to break my heart, dude. That's going to break my heart. If they run the story arcs as four, I was talking to my brother about this the other day. And, I mean, if they run the story arcs as four, then we have two story arcs left. Wow. I guess, or we have three three story arcs. Is that how numbers work? Because <laughs> my daughter actually mentioned this. She's like, because we're watching it, and she's like, uh, I don't remember the Clone Wars sticking with one storyline for, story for so long. I'm like, yeah, that's true. In the Clone Wars, usually they're two or three episode story arcs, but some of them are four, and some of them are maybe even five. But yeah, it did feel kind of like we stuck with one storyline for a long time already. Um, for having so few episodes in this in this season, yeah, like, that's what that's what concerns me. Yeah, twelve, yeah, twelve um, opportunities, and four of them dedicated to one storyline, which I like storyline. So I mean, it works. But uh, I again, I want to. And you probably don't relate to what I'm saying here, but I, I, I'm really more curious about Barris than I am about Ahsoka at this point. Because ultimately, in Rebels, we know what happens with Ahsoka. What we don't know is what happens to Barris. Right, and, we haven't seen them off Barris yet. I want to see that too. I, I want to see Barris. <laughs> I, I don't mind that either. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing her get killed. I, what I want to see is her and Maul get basically forced into creating the the what will become the inquisitors uh i because i i it, i don't know i mean maybe it's a coincidence but i don't think so that when you get dave filoni and john favreau working on all this stuff together that one of the very first inquisitors we see beyond the the main inquisitor is a woman who looks very similar to barris but it was confirmed to not be barris so 
whatever happened. I mean, she's this powerful force wielder. I mean, remember, she's the only one who straight up beats Ahsoka. She beat Asajj Ventress. Um, she fought Anakin ably, and he did defeat her, but, I mean, he's Anakin, um, and she's a child. Um, so that's why I say she's, I, I think she's a very complicated, I, and I agreed with a lot of her arguments. Now, you're right, she, she acts in a, she's an extremist who kills people with, a, and that's not justified, but um, she's a good bad guy is what I'm saying. Uh, and she's complicated with complicated motivations, and she's a capable warrior. So, I'd I'd love to see her back. And she's got a lot of anger, man. And she's right to be angry. Um, oh, I I just the more I think about Barris, the more I'm like I'd like I'd love to see her get recruited by uh, Palpatine to creating, a, like starting a countermeasure to the Jedi, long before uh, Order sixty six even happens. I think that would be cool. Yeah. The birth of the Inquisitors, yeah. dude. I'm at a point where I would like to see... Yeah, we can't see the birth of the Inquisitors because there's no... Well, I mean, yes, we could. Why not? I mean, they got to come from somewhere. Yeah. Because by Rebels, they're yeah. already established. <clears throat> I'm... Uh, I'm wondering... Oh, not wondering. I'm hope my my hope isn't even about which story arc. My hope is that the last two episodes are like forty five minutes to an hour long. I hope they're three or four hours long. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I'm going to get my hope. But that's yeah. Twelve <laughs> episodes is not enough. You need you need some coffee, buddy. No, I'm upset. <laughs> Oh, I, that was tears. I thought it was yawning again. No, that was breathe singing. <laughs> I'm coughing. That's not a good sign. All right. Well, anyway, some interesting ideas. So, yeah, again, we're recording on Monday the 16th, so we got five days until, uh, well, less, until we get to see the next chapter. Yeah. I guess that's all I got to say, though. I think so. I'm excited. I loved the arc. I'm excited about the arc. I want to see what comes next. Yeah. I don't care where they go next. I trust this team to do it right. So I'm I'm happy about what we're doing so far. Well, so far I've been very happy. Um, again, I do find the, the the slight change in animation pulls me out a little bit because every now and then I'll find myself thinking about the animation as opposed to the story I'm seeing unfolding. Yes. Yep. Um. And that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. I guess when you take, like, how long was the show off the air? Like, 10 years or more? Um, yeah. I mean, you take that much time off, things are going to look different, I guess. I Something mean, like that. Well, you know what? Tell me. It it almost, uh, and it's not anywhere, it's not nearly that far, but it almost starts a blend toward the Rebels animation, too. Interesting. I need to go back and watch me some Rebels. But I've been so yeah, caught up in the, Clone Wars. Well, you know, you got some... Some downtime here. Yeah, I got some self-quarantine going on. Um, have you seen Rebels? Rebels is awesome. I've heard that. that Rebels is awesome. All right. Well, uh, if that's it, then I guess we can wrap it up and Tim can get some sleep. Oh, yeah. Are you going to get some sleep, Tim? No, not for a while. I got no. stuff to do. I got some Star Wars to watch. Uh, that's right. You got your chart. You gotta, uh, you gotta go see what's next on. Oh, did you have podcasting on your chart today? 
no. You violated the chart. Okay. Good no. to know. That's not my chart. That's the... <laughs> that's a chart. That's the kid's chart. <laughs> I do what I want. I do what I want. I make charts. I don't follow them. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, my chart says that it's time to wrap up the podcast and uh, go try to figure out a way to keep the kids from going insane. Yeah. And driving me with them. Go watch Frozen 2. I am not going to watch Frozen 2. If they want to watch Frozen 2, I'm going to go upstairs to my room and I'm going to watch Kingdom. You're missing out. Or I'm going to... I want to watch Westworld, but honestly, the best way to watch Westworld is wait till the entire season comes out and then binge watch it. Because those storylines are so complicated, I, I don't think I could do a week to week with them. I never have in the past. I've always waited until the whole season finishes. Um, and I will give a quick well, shout out. What? Then maybe you should just watch Frozen 2. No, I'm going to watch Kingdom. Um, there's a. I don't know. Do, do, do I want to talk Westworld right now, or do we want to just wrap it up and let you get to bed? I mean, get to your chart or whatever you're doing. Um, oh, I got my antique plates from my motorcycle, by the way, so I'm totally legal now. Yes, awesome. And my bike broke down at DMV, and it took me two hours to kickstart it. And right. then I couldn't walk for two days. Uh, yeah, true story. Um, it broke down at the DMV. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so no Westworld talk. All right, well, I'm Jim. Well, I'm I'm behind on Westworld, so I don't want to talk about that. Well, I, okay. I was like I was going to give you the uh here's how you watch Westworld type thing, um, but I won't I'm not going to do that. All right. Anyway, if you'd like to hear Jim's input on the best way to experience Westworld, feel free to write us at our certain view. Uh, yeah, our, our certain view at gmail.com or contact us via Facebook. Anything you'd like to add to that, Tim? Uh, if you have the opportunity, go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And while you're leaving a review, you can ask questions about Westworld there as well. Or Kingdom. Or might confuse the other listeners. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, in that case, I'm Jim. And I'm Tim. And this has been our, our certain, certain point, point of view. view. Uh, we've spoken. Say it, this, this is, is the way. way. And uh, the force... We'll, we'll be with you. Always. Always. All right. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Audio one. <laughs>